you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Well, good morning. Man, what a great day to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Just a couple things before we jump in this sermon. We got two things I want to remind you of this week. First of all, uh, Tuesday night, February the 7th, is called Date Night here at the church. If you've not signed up for it yet, you want to jump into Date Night. It's going to be a great food. We're having Texas Roadhouse. Woo-hoo. We're going to have some fun, some games. Yeah, I'm telling you, time to sign up. So today, before you get out of, ha- get out of here, sign up. It's going to be here at 630. Child care will be provided. The students are doing this as a fundraiser to help them. So nothing else, you can come out and help the students and have some fun and put some smiles on your face. The next thing is, I want to I want to tell you about Compassion Cares. Compassion Cares is coming out this Saturday, and they're going to be reaching. That's right. It is a way that we reach out to our community. Here's a couple times for you. First of all, if you want to help get things ready, be here at 830, and they're going to help. You can help get the little goodie bags together and stuff like that. Be here at 830, and then at 10 o'clock, they are heading out, whoop, whoop, and they're going to go reach some of the people in our city and make a difference. Amen? Amen. I mean, I'm super excited about the things happening. Over the last few weeks here at Compassion Church, we've been on a journey together. We have fast together. Amen. Oh me. We have prayed together. Amen. And we have worshiped together. Amen. We've done those couple things. We started out this new year here in January. And the question that we're asking is, where are you? And we want you to ask yourself that question. Where am I? Where am I spiritually? Where am I in my sp- spiritual journey as a believer in Christ? Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about what it means to be an adult and what it means to be a parent here in this spiritual journey that you're traveling on today. So my question for you is this. Where are you? Father, I thank you today for your word. Your word is true. Your word is alive. Father, I pray today that we would be not just hearers of the word sitting here, but we would be doers of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So we talked about it. So if you haven't been here, an infant, let me just talk real quick what an infant is. You know that an infant, they have to be fed, right? You can't, they have to be fed. They have to be helped. If you're in an infant stage, if you got an infant, they can't feed themselves. They just can't happen. Someone has to help them. That's what an infant is. If you're a toddler, you know toddlers. Toddlers, they may be able to feed themselves, but they're still doing that head bobble and they're like, where's my spoon? You know, my mouth. They're trying. Yeah, you've seen the toddlers around. They, still, they may be able to help, but they're still very messy and they need help. If you're a teen, teens can, they can feed themselves. They want to feed themselves, right? You know, if you got teens, amen, anybody? If you got teens, they can do it. But here's the thing about teens. They can feed themselves. They can choose what they eat. But the thing with the teen is they still have to have help having groceries in the house. As an adult, by this time, you should be independent. You should be able to choose what you eat and what you don't eat. You should be adulting at this point in your spiritual journey, in your spiritual walk. Let let me explain what I mean, what I mean by this. Maybe I could bring it home a little bit more. Have you ever seen those parents? You ever seen those parents that they go like this and they chew it up and then they put it in their baby's mouth? Gross! I'm judging you right now. If you're that parent, you're nasty. That's so gross. Why would you do that? Did you get misinformed when the doctor said, here's your baby and you thought he said bird? What's going on with you? So gross. That's nasty. But here's what I mean. Many times, in times spiritually, 
That's what we do. We come to church to hear somebody preach or somebody teach from this platform. And what we do is they go, and they go, and they put it in our mouths. And we walk out expecting the nutrition that we get from that to sustain us for the rest of the week. We do nothing ourselves. I'm just going to get all up in it today. Where are you? Then we complain that we ain't getting fed at church. Mm, that's a whole nother sermon. We'll just keep moving. It's time to adult, people. It's time to spiritually adult and time to become spiritually mature in our lives. 1 Corinthians 13 11, he puts it this way. He says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things behind, childhood things behind me. As an adult, you put away childish things. You get saved, and you know what? You're a new creation, 100%. But let me tell you this, the growth is on you. You are responsible for your spiritual maturity and your spiritual growth. Jesus saved you by his grace. He washed away your sins, but now time, you got to grow. It's so funny to me, if we in the natural world, if we had a baby that wasn't growing or a toddler that wasn't growing, we would say that child is sick and take them to the doctor and get the best care that we could, get them diagnosed, run all sorts of tests. But what's funny to me, in the spiritual world, we accept not growing as normal. So in the spiritual, you have to purposefully want to grow. 2 Peter 1 says this, for this, for this very reason, make every effort... That wasn't set down. It was make every effort to add to your faith, goodness and goodness, knowledge and knowledge, self-control and self-control, perseverance and perseverance, godliness and to godliness, mutual affection and mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, that means it keeps adding increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us, none of us receive instant, instant Christ-likeness when we get saved. We all have a maturing process that we have to go like. Yes, you receive him in your heart. Yes, you are saved, but we have to grow. Paul said, make every effort to add. That's an activity. You've got to do that. It says possessing these qualities in increasing measure. God wants you to be spiritually mature and grow, but he will not do it for you. So many scriptures say, seek the Lord. Wouldn't hide and seek be a really boring game if you didn't go try to find somebody? Some of you are in your 50s and you'd still be sitting there going, I don't know where everybody is, you know? Hide and seek would be weird. But we got to seek him. Think about it. When, Noah, when God told Noah to build the ark, he said, go build an ark so your family will survive because there's a flood coming. He didn't go, okay, well, you're sitting in the flood. Let me just sit down and watch you build the, the boat there. He went out and built the boat. It's an activity. He went and did it. We must participate in our own spiritual growth in Christ. One of the ways to identify that you're adulting and you put away childish things is some of the things here. One is, have you put away your old thought process? Are you doing the same things you were doing? I'm not talking about sin. That's one of them. But are you doing the same things that you were still doing when you first got saved? That you're coming back and repenting for every single Sunday. Every Sunday, I'm sorry I went and did, you fill in the blank, God, please forgive me, and you go do it again. And go. You're not repenting. You're trying to have fire insurance. And it doesn't work. He said you will turn from your wicked ways. Hold another sermon. Let's keep going. Has your thought process changed from what can I get? 
from what can I give? So babies are all about what can I get? Give me, give me, give me, give me. If you've ever had a toddler around you at all, for the love of, mine, 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 give me, give me, give me. And teens ain't too bad. Anyway, so uh, are you still blessing people out on the road as you're driving? Mm, they cut me off, bless you, you know? Have you changed anything? Paul said he made a conscious decision and made a choice to put away childish things. You've got to choose that. They just don't fall off. Hebrews 6 and 1 says this, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to the maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Hebrews in the 6 and 1 in the Message Bible, he puts it this way, So come on! Let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ! It's time to move forward. It's time to mature. We begin to move forward into adulthood and parenthood. Things change when you begin to take those steps. Your perspective changes. You have a paradigm shift. Things change when you start stepping into the adulthood and parenthood in the spiritual maturity. As a parent, things change because now, now you are responsible for someone else. That's what parents are. You're responsible for someone else. You're now responsible for the care and the success and making sure that precious gift that was given to you is taken care of. You're so nervous. You're so nervous with your first baby because you've never done this before. Anybody identify? Amen. I ain't ever done it before. I don't know what I'm doing. They got to have the best. You read all the articles, right? You're like Googling and all reading and stuff. Back in my day, we were my first child, we were watching VCR tapes. That's how old I am, you know? So we were looking, make sure they got the right diapers, the right bottles. We were making sure they had the stroller, the car seats. The car seat had to be the, the one that they were supposed to have. Let me tell you this. If you're a parent in here, maybe in your future you'll be a parent. Maybe you're a teen, you're going like, man, has this applied to me? Let Write this down for your future. As a parent, when you have children, they're blank slates. And you have the permanent marker to write on that blank canvas. You guide that child, you teach that child, you mold that child, you form that child. They are blank slate. There are many people in this room right now that should be parenting in the spiritual maturity. There's so many new believers in the faith that there are blank slates and you have a permanent marker to, walk, to write on them to help them in their spiritual journey. You have been gifted by God. You have been called by God, but you're not moving for God to help his children. You may say to me today, you know, I, I'm not qualified. You may be saying today, I, I'm not spiritually mature myself. I'm still working on it. Let me ask you this question. When you had your first child, if you had it, when the doctor said, hey, here's your first baby, did you go, mm, no, I'm not ready to parent. Here you go. You go ahead and keep it. Wait till it's about two. I'll be back. We didn't do that. You had to take it. When Missy and I, let me tell you, you're going to make mistakes. As a, as a spiritual adult and as a spiritual, as a spiritual parent, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen, but it's all about the growing. And so when Missy and I first had our first child, um, we were like so extremely proud. We were excited. She had the foo-foo dresses. She had the bow bigger than her head. It was like, where's her face? Oh, let's move it. You know, it was so, man, we had everything. We got the right bottles, the right clothes. We got the right, we did, did everything. She, she was there. 
we had her to the T because we'd watch her at nighttime. Is she breathing? Is she breathing? You know, we were like there, right? They're that parent, you know? So her first doctor's appointment, it was time for the first doctor's appointment. And I'm a proud dad. I'm like, yeah, my kid's smarter than yours. I don't care if she drools. She's still smarter, you know? I'm like, have it. So we get her in the car. She's in the car seat, snuggled in, got the blanket, got the big bow up here. She's doing so good. We drive to the doctor's appointment. I'm getting out of the car, time for me to get her out. I get her out of the seat and I shut the door. Now she's sleeping, so precious. What an angel. And I let the down, I let the car seat down here, trying to move real slow. And that baby slips out of the car seat and plants right on the pavement. <laughs> Misty's crying. I'm crying. The doctor comes in. He's crying. I broke what I've got been given. I broke my first kid. <laughs> we broke her. Face down on the pavement. And the doctor said, you know what? These babies are resilient. As he was taking their le her le little legs and putting them up there by her feet by her ears. He said, she can handle this. I tell you that natural story to tell you this. Quit feeling the fear of being underqualified. You got to become spiritual parents. Hebrews 5 and 12 says, in fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. As we thought we broke our first baby, I want to tell you today, you're not going to break those God allows you to care for. See, Christ's love and his grace is so much more powerful than our inadequacies. He's so much more powerful than that. In your walk of adulthood and parenthood of spiritual maturity, we will always be growing. We're never going to arrive. And we're always going to be learning. But we got to become adult parents, spiritual parents, and adults and parents to some people who need it in our lives. I'm gonna tell you three things that adults and parents have in common today. There's three things that parents and adults have in common. The first one is this, and I'm gonna use the little, the little uh, GIF or GIF, what's it called? GIF, that's what, GIF. My wife was laughing at me because I said GIF. She was like, that's peanut butter. So GIF, you know, G-I-F, how about that? We all like peanut butter, right? This is GIF. As an adult, as adults and parents in the natural, we look to grow whether it's furthering our education, whether it's buying our first house, whether it's landing that first job, whether it's having the great, good career, whether it's getting our first apartment, we, we all want growth in the natural. Let me tell you, as adults and parents in our spiritual maturity journey, we need to turn our focus on Jesus. So 2 Peter 3 and 18 says this, but grow in grace and knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ to him be the glory both now and forever. Growing spiritually never stops because we are to become more like him and imitators of Christ. Take some infants and toddlers and teens with you on that journey. The second thing that adults and parents have in common is this, is this impact. In the natural, we look at to make an impact. Our thinking has changed. How can I make a difference? How can I, how can I help my company grow? Or how can I help others? We, we want to make an impact as we become older in our adulthood and in our parenthood. We look at that and say, how can I make an impact? As adults and parents in, in this spiritual maturity journey, we ask, how can I further his kingdom? It's a thought process that changed. It's a maturity that changed. How can I further his kingdom is what I want to do. I'm going to make the impact of furthering his kingdom. And 1 Corinthians 4 says this, don't let anyone look down on your, you because you are young, 
but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity until I come. Devote yourselves to public reading of the scripture, to preaching and teaching. Verse 14, listen closely. Do not neglect your gift. We have to set the examples what we have to do. And as the spiritual mature, the writer tells us, do not neglect your gift. This way you've been given. Maybe, there's, maybe you're, not, you're not walking in your gift because maybe you're afraid. But that's okay. He's called you. Maybe you have a fear of not knowing. Maybe you have a fear of, of the I can't. Maybe you have a fear of rejection. Maybe you have the fear of whatever it is that you think you can't become a spiritual adult or spiritual parent to someone. Maybe you're walking in that. But here's what I want to tell you today. Here's a little secret that God is more than your lack. He's more than your inadequacies. He's more than your rejection. He is more than whatever. You fill in the blank. He is more. Verse 16 that ends that in the Message Bible, it says it this way. He concludes that, that chapter of 1 Timothy. He says, just keep at it. You got to just keep at it because both you and those you hear will experience salvation. Did you hear that? In your adult walkhood, in your spiritual maturity and adult walk, in your spiritual maturity being a parent, it is not still about you. And I think that's where some of us rest. We still think it's about us. But it's not about us, it's about others. It's about those babes in Christ. The third thing, the third thing that adults, parents, adults and parents have in common is this, future. As adults and parents in the natural, we begin thinking about leaving a legacy. This means different things for different people. It depends on the stage of life you're in. Maybe, maybe you're an adult in here and you're single and it's like buying your first home or it's thinking about uh, settling down, starting your first family. So it can mean different things. As a parent, it's uh, how can I leave it better for my kids? They're, they're, you start thinking legacy. If you're a grandparent in your spirit, in a natural walk or spirit, in your natural walk, how can I leave it for my grandkids? Because you don't like your kids no more. Sorry, the recording. I didn't mean to say that. I love them. As adults and parents in our spiritual journey, in the spiritual journey, we change the thought process to this. How can I empower those coming behind? The scriptures, Proverbs 22, many times in Proverbs 22, uh, we use this in the natural, but I want to challenge you this today. Use this in the spiritual. Proverbs 22, 6 says this, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. How many people in this room had had a Sunday school teacher that was not your parent and taught you? You had people who were not your parent, but spoke into your life. They trained you up and that's why you're here today. There are so many new believers that you and I, as adult and parent in the faith, need to train up. You need to help some of those new believers dream. You need to help guide them when you see them getting ready to stumble. You need to talk to them from your experience. Let me help you. You need to make your ceiling somebody's floor. Let me encourage you today. This is not about age. Some of you are younger, but you are spiritually mature. That's Timothy, the guy we were just reading about. Paul was saying, don't let them look down on you. You're spiritually mature. Now lead them. 
Paul says it this way. First Corinthians four says this, for though you may have 10,000 teachers in Christ, you do not have many fathers. Through the good news, I became your father in Christ Jesus. So I beg you, please follow my examples. Let me break that down just a little bit for you. That word that Paul used when he said he had 10,000 teachers, that word teacher literally means one who passes along information. That's what that teacher was there. But then when he says, you don't have many fathers, I became your father in Christ. When he said that, that word father in Christ meant this, one who infuses his own spirit into another. Jesus demonstrated this very thing in John chapter 20, verse 21, when he said to them, and again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the father has sent me, I am sending you. One interpretation puts it this way. It says, Jesus is saying, I've I've taught you. Now I'm I'm empowering you. Now go, go do what I've done. That's what he's telling each of us here today. The verb meaning for parent doesn't just mean to produce a child. It means to raise, care for, take care of a child. It doesn't mean just have one. We must allow, not allow spiritual orphans in our midst. There are too many spiritual orphans running around who have been saved, but they are not being raised. And let me tell you, when you don't have anybody speaking into your life as a spiritual parent or as a spiritual adult walking beside you, we don't have that person, you fall back into your old ways. It happens. They need you. I want you to understand that today. They need you. God did not call you, nor did he gift you to, for you to keep it. That's what infants do. That's what toddlers do. And that's what, that's what teenagers do. They keep the gift for themselves. But us as spiritual adults and spiritual parents, we look out for the betterment to, to increase into others. So today you may ask this, how am I going to apply this to my life? What do I need to do? You've heard it from multiple times from this stage. And sometimes you just tune it out because it sounds like wah, 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 wah. Let's be truthful. But the truth is you're called to be a spiritual adult. You're called to be a spiritual parent. You're called to lead some other people with you, to take them with you. And the thing is, the question is, is how, how can I apply this today? Ask where am I needed and take some people with you. That was an easy thing right there. Start a C group and take some people with you. Join a, join Compassion Cares and take some people with you. Join a dream team and take some people with you. Find an area and step up and take some people with you. Be their adult. Be their parent. See, it's all about the journey. It's all about the journey. Can we have real talk for a minute? Sometimes we'll say, be a leader, jump in. And we'll tell people to come see us. And the first thing they want to do, they want to get on this stage or get on this platform. That's all they want to do. Let me tell you, this is not where spiritual maturity happens. It's on the journey. It's walking with other people. This is just an opportunity. Life changing. It's about the journey. We re, as we read about the life of Jesus, think about this. When we read about the life of Jesus, there is only one time I could think of. I might be wrong, but I'm probably not. There's only one time I could think that Jesus went and did anything by himself. And that's when he was being tempted by Satan. He went and got away. All the rest of the times, he took somebody with him. When he went away to pray, he took somebody with him. Now, he went a little further by himself, but he took somebody with him. 
when he took and walked and ministered and did evangelism work, guess what? He took some people with him. It's about the journey. You gotta take people with you. We talk about the C, word, the C word around here, which is community. And that's why we talk about community. That's why we talk about care groups. That's why we talk about dream teams. Is because you know what? It's about the journey. Jesus took, he brought 12 people with him on that journey. He even knew one of them would betray him. Well, let me tell you, as a, in the, even in the spiritual realm, as adults, and, and, and as a, walking in spiritual maturity as adults and as parents, let me tell you this, adulting and parenting can be messy. Even in the natural. Because those little infants, as beautiful as they are, they're going to spit up on you. Those toddlers are going to have exploding diapers. And those teens are going to have word vomits. It's going to happen in the natural. It's going to happen in the spiritual too. But you know what it is? It's all about the journey. It's about you stepping up and saying, you know what? I'm going to take you on this journey no matter what. Hebrews 5 and 14 says, but solid food is for the mature. By who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You think about this, those 12 disciples that Jesus took with him turned into 120, 120. That 120 turned into thousands. That thousands turned into millions. That's why you're sitting in church today and began a movement by one. Because Jesus said, let me take somebody with me. If you'll do me a favor today and stand. I have a question for you today. Where are you? Where are you spiritually? Where are you? Are you going to continue to come in? Are we going to keep doing that? I was going to bite and shoot up. My wife told me I couldn't do that. That was really gross. So I'm giving this one. She's like, if you spit that on somebody, I wasn't going to. But that's the question for you today. Are we going to continue that in our infant stage, in our toddler stage? Are we going to make a step today? I have a challenge for you today. I have two challenges for you, or two questions for you today. The first one is this. I know some of you real well, and I know it's time for you to step into adult maturity and spiritual maturity, and you, it's time for you to parent some people. It's time for you to step up in those areas and those avenues that, been, that I've told, C-groups, dream teams, bringing some people with you for, for compassion cares. It's, it's getting ready. It's time for you to step into that thing. Let me challenge you today. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray over you if that's you today. Uh, a few weeks ago, many people flooded this altar and said, I have a call on God on my life, and I'm wondering where they're at today. Where are you today? Well, you didn't ask me. You didn't come tell me. It begins with you. There's an orange card in the back of that seat. We talk about it for the VIPs, and absolutely, if you're a first-time guest, please fill it out. Go to that orange tent. But there's another box on the back of the bottom of that card. On the bottom of that card, it says, I want to get involved. And so today, my challenge to you is this. Get that card in the back of the seat. Fill your name out legibly. Write it so we can read it. Tell us the best way to contact you, whether through email, whether through text, whether through your telephone number, whatever it is. You take that step of faith. Write it down so we can read it. Don't give me no hieroglyphics or anything like that. I don't need no Egyptian writing going on. But if you really want to, because you know what would happen? You, you, you get that card and you fill that card out and you write where we can't read it. You know what that is? As an infant, toddler, and teenager. You ain't walked in adulthood. So I'm challenging you today. You'll get that, get that card out while we get ready to close in just a minute. Get that card out and say, you know what? I'm gonna take that step of faith. God has giftings inside of me. I know he's got a call. I'm gonna find wherever I can get plugged in at. That's what I'm gonna do because I'm gonna take some people on a journey with me. When you fill that card out today, amen? When you fill that card out today, I want you to take it to the next step desk. You drop it off at the next step desk and this week somebody's gonna get in contact with you. 
because I believe everybody should be connected. I believe we've got people in here with giftings that need to step up. I, got, I believe that there's people in here that are newly saved and they need you. They need you. So today, if you man, only if you're gonna fill out the card and take that step, only. If that's you today and you say, what? It's my time. I, it's time. I haven't been serving. I know it's time. I wanna get involved. I want you to raise your hand. Take a step of faith if that's you. Father, I pray right now. I see all those hands. Father, I pray right now. You continue to take them on that journey, that step of faith. Lord, we, that they would just, their purpose and their, their eagerness to help people on this journey. Father, I pray that you bless them and you continue to pour the blessings on top of them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The last question I have for you today with every head bowed and every eye closed real quick. If today you don't know you don't know where you would spend eternity if you left this outside of this sanctuary, you left this building. If you didn't know, you don't know today. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, it's so simple. All we got to do is confess that we're a sinner. Ask him into our hearts and he'll become Jesus and Lord of your life. If that's you today and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift your hand. Is there anybody? Be proud. Be bold. Is there anybody in this house? I see one hand. Is there anybody else in this house? Anybody else? Come on. If there is, man, today is a day of salvation. That's what the Bible says. And that's okay. Is there anybody else? So give Jesus praise, man. Put your hands together. We see one hand raised today. Here's the thing. We have all said the sinner's prayer, whether it's driving down the road, sitting at an old-fashioned altar, at our bedside. We've all prayed to have Jesus into our heart. So as a family member, because you are a new family member, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus some praise. We are so thankful that you chose to join us here at Compassion Church online today. We hope and pray that God spoke something specifically to your heart and life that you can take and go share with someone else. Don't forget, if you have any needs or prayers, make sure that you connect with us. We're a family and we do life together. So don't forget, comment below, message one of us, and we'd love to connect with you. You guys have a great week and we'll see you back next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.